In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, there's nobody I'd rather have on right now than Ryan Sheriff because... Ryan, you're an inspiration. You're an off-season inspiration. I, I, I really enjoy your path that you're on, the messages that you have on social media. Um, I got a, We got a chance to talk a little bit last year when you were going through the Red Sox, um, and I obviously know that you, you didn't end up there, but that's part of the journey. Um, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. And, uh, and just, I mean, everybody should appreciate what – you know what you say and what you're you're doing and and everything. I hope I hope that you feel that when you when you post this stuff and and have these conversations. No, thank you for having me. And uh, I didn't know that my stuff hits people that way. Um, I just try to be my authentic self and uh, say how I feel. Um, I don't really intend to you know spread a message to anyone, but if it does hit somebody directly, like that's the cherry on top. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just, you know, I've had a crazy career and a crazy journey, um, but we're here now. And uh, yeah, it's a wild ride. Okay. Let's talk about the wild ride. This, and, <laughs> and, um, so before we get to what we can talk about the, the entirety of the career, which, you know, in, in other stuff, like you, the books you are reading, I want to talk about the books you're reading again, because I think that's what I remember having like a seven minute conversation about you reading, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so, but this, this talk about the here and the now or in the last couple of months, take mm-hmm. me through. So when you landed at the end of the season, you had, you had gone from the Red Sox, you were picked up by the Dodgers, correct? Yeah. Okay. So why don't we start there? You you go, you know, and you actually, I thought you pitched pretty well with the Red Sox in the Red Sox organization. Um, what I do remember also is you almost being decapitated in spring training by, uh, yes. who was that again? I want, who was, who? O'Neill Cruz, yeah. Oh, O'Neill Cruz. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. almost got me. <laughs> what was it, like 110? Like, like if yeah, nothing else, was, if, if nothing yeah, else, the ability to avoid that line drive was that's on I the LinkedIn know. page. The, the universe was with me that day. The dude could have killed me. <laughs> I shouldn't have left that pitch there, to be honest. But yeah, a guy could have killed me there. But so you go through the year. So anyway, you go through with the Red Sox organization, you land with the Dodgers. So let's start there. Talk me through like what your what what when was that? What your mindset was like. What happened when you went to the Dodgers, and then what happened after the pro- the path after that? So just take me through that. So it's a crazy path. So I decided to elect elect free agency after I got DFA'd. I took it very very personal. 
Um, I don't know why, and I shouldn't have, and my agent at the time told me don't take it personal, but I did. I, I took the DFA extremely personal, and I think it it was because everything leading up to spring training, you know, I was in spring training, and I, as you guys know, I, I was balling out, you know, I was doing pretty well, and I get cut the third weekend, third or fourth weekend, and, and you know, I go into the office, it's completely silent, and they just said, well, it's that time of camp, and... I don't think I've ever really been sent down from a spring training so early in my career, especially balling out like I was. And so it started there. Um, and then, you know, I didn't pitch in any minor league games. I would just go and pitch in major league games as I was in minor league camp and did very well. Um, there was one point I went into the office with the farm director and uh, I asked him, why did I get sent down? And he said, I don't even I don't even remember the words that he told me, but we were talking about the roster on AAA, and I was told that I wouldn't I wasn't sure if I was going to have a spot even in AAA after performing the way I performed. So that really, you know, bothered me. So I go into Worcester and and not really caring too much, and uh, you know I get called up like I think like a couple of days before my birthday, mm. and pitched well, as you all know, pitched in back to back. Uh, games first time that whole year did well get sent down fine um and then we can go to the the weekend where i think i pitched almost six innings in one week including in a double header game and uh i couldn't feel my arm really afterwards so i go down to triple a pitched pretty well like two outings but my arm was kind of bugging me a little bit and as soon as I got healthy after a live VP, I get DFA'd the next day. And I took that extremely personal. Um, how are you going to throw me in back-to-back -back games? And I pitched outstanding. And, and I'm on the phone with the GM saying, you got some extremely good hitters out. And go ahead and DFA me. Um, I took that personal. Maybe I shouldn't have, but I did. You know, it was just the mindset that I was in. So I decided to elect free agency. I don't think the Red Sox were too happy about that one, but I had to do, it was a business decision. Um, so I had a, a text saying that the Dodgers need left-handed pitching. I uh, texted my agent. Arm was still a little buggy there, but, you know, went through the physical, did all that. Dodgers signed me. I'm stoked. I'm from LA. This is beautiful. Uh, I go into my first AAA outing, do well. Arm couldn't recover. And the night before... By the way, I do have a girlfriend now. No more dates for me. Do have a girlfriend now. She's All amazing. Right. All right. And, um, you know, the night before I couldn't go to bed and, I, and I'm telling her and I'm like, I, I think this is it. I think this is it. I think my arm's going to go. And once I had TJ, I had that same exact experience. I couldn't sleep. I was having night sweats. Um, I called her that same morning and I was like, I think this is the, this, it's going to happen again. So I go out there, I pitch, I give up five runs in point two, and I come back into the dugout and my arm is like this. I couldn't straighten it. Oh. And I was like, I don't want to go through this anymore. The rehab, the plane flights, all these kids are 25. I, I, what am I doing? What, what else more do I have to prove in AAA? Nothing. You know, I was a back-to-back -back AAA all-star. My ERA is unreal in AAA. Um, my strikeout-to-walk ratio is pretty good. Uh, what else more do I have to prove? So I call her and I say, Hey, I'm coming home. I called the farm director and I said, look, I, I don't want to do this anymore, man. I think I'm just going to hang it up. My arm is bothering me. Um, 
you guys don't have to pay me. I, I don't want to get paid for the two weeks I was with you guys. I, I think, you know, for putting you through this, like you don't have to pay me. And they just said, I handled this so professionally. Um, called my girlfriend. I told her, hey, I'm coming home. My arm blew again. And uh, here we are. I'm in the off season. I created a company called The Backyard Baseball where I'm teaching kids how to throw because, I mean, I used to throw hard back in the day. And uh, it's taking off very well, uh, teaching these uh, high schoolers how to throw, uh, throw harder, throw healthier. And uh, I get a couple DMs from my buddy, Seth Blair. He's texting me as well. He's like, you still, you still got it in you. And I'm like, I, I don't, dude. I, like, I really don't. I don't think I can go through the grind anymore. And he continues to say, dude, you got it. Just do it. He's like, I took five years off you can take a, a year off train and do it. And I'm just like, why don't I just try and do it now? See how my arm feels, you know? So my arm was finally able to straighten out after about a month, a month and a half. And uh, I started throwing about, I don't know, three days ago. And I just wanted to get on the bump. I, by the way, I haven't played catch. I haven't done anything to see how hard I was throwing. Popped to 85 and I was like, okay, I just, if I started working out and just playing catch, I can probably hit 92 again. My arm's feeling pretty good. Like, let's get this, let's get this rolling. So, um, and that's where we're at now. And like, if I get signed, amazing. Uh, my goal is not to be the average 88, 89 lefty like I was. My goal is to be the 93, 95 lefty that I was in 2021. Um, but if I don't get signed, great. If I do get signed, amazing. It's just the process now. It's it. There's so many different pieces of that story, which you know. This is it's great to hear and great lessons, not only for kids. Like I'm happy that you're working with kids, but think about how and you probably crossed paths this year with a lot of people in the minor leagues, in the major leagues. That yeah. the, uh, the uncertainty of everything. You mm -hmm. look at. I mean, here's the thing, Ryan. Is that Look at any team now. I think that somebody said that in Major League Baseball, there was over 900-something pitchers used. Like, this is more than ever, it's going through what you went through, the the DFA, or the ups and the downs and the DFA, and we're, we're going we're gonna to store you here. And, oh, like, you, you know, we have – you don't have options or you do have options, whatever it is. But this constant – up and down and 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 having ultimately i think there was three teams with like 50 or over 40 pitchers used it's crazy so all, all of that i'm saying is that your lesson and your message i think is powerful for a lot of people but what i want to do is talk about so you're with the dodgers that the when you make the decision when you call your girlfriend when you when you can't straighten your arm that's at the toward the end of september right toward the end of september middle yeah september. toward the Toward the end of August or September, I okay. want to say. Okay. One of the two, yeah. But but when you say, and you you actually had a post on you know, the retirement, and it got a lot of feedback, and this is another great, you know, you get a lot of people who have think highly of you saying, hey, good for you and everything else. So that must have been yeah. a new experience. But when you decide to actually hit send on that, mm -hmm. that's a tough day. That's a tough moment, I would imagine, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it it hurt a little bit, you know. Um it it's just so different. It's what I've been doing for 13 years, you know. And uh when you hit send, it's like, okay, I just did this. What am I going to do now? Mm. You know. Um 
So it hasn't been that tough of a uh, transition. You know, I've been investing my money that I've made pretty, pretty good. Um, But also it's like, I'm seeing the process that these kids are going through that I'm teaching. And I'm like, I can do this too. Like there's days I have the itch and days that I don't, but it's to the point where like my mom goes, I love watching you on TV or something like that, you know? So that's tough. That's what you don't think about, right? It's hard. I mean, um, you know, all my friends, like you still got it. You still got stuff in you. Like your stuff is so gross. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I wasn't, I didn't have my best stuff this year, but I still got out with 88 miles an hour somehow, maybe because my stuff is gross and I didn't have the confidence to actually know that my stuff was gross. You know, the insecurity of, oh, I'm not as good as these guys. I don't throw as hard as, as hard as these guys. Like I'm never going to be good enough. Let me go back to coming into spring training because we're coming up obviously on spring training. And this is this is another thing a lot of players are going through. You when you were signed with the Red Sox, it was like you competing for this job. And you come yeah. in and and you can explain how you felt on day one, how you felt on day seven, day 14, because you come in everyone's best shape of our life season, right? Best shape of our life season. But you were maybe in the best shape of your life. You're pitching really well. And then you're going through it. What is it like to compete? to be in that situation where you're competing for a spot in spring training where every day, is it every day today? I'm I'm fighting for a job today. I'm fighting for a job today. I'm fighting for a job. Wait a second. I'm doing really well. I'm doing really, I have a better chance Then you're trying to do the math and you're looking at the roster. Take me through what that's like. So it was one. I wasn't in the best shape of my life. Um, Oh, you're the technique. first. You're the first to admit yeah. that. Every you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely was not. I, I I lacked on some things. Probably why my velo was down. You know, um, I didn't train like I did the year prior or the year prior, where I was throwing pretty hard. Um, I wasn't even focused on making a, a major league baseball team. First, I was when I first signed because it was only Joelle and I in the bullpen and then it turned into Blyer and then that pushed me down and cool, you know? And, and then I'm like, all right, well, I would, it took me so long to get signed anyways, might as well just see how it goes. So, like I said, we're competing and, and doing well and Joelle gets hurt. And that's when all the media is coming to me is sheriff going to make the big club. Sheriff's going to make the big club, nothing. And I'm like, I'm pitching this good. Like, I didn't even crack a shot. Was I even in the discussions? Well, like, and you and that's another part of it because on the other side of it, we're doing the math, we're watching the games. So then, when you start, it's one thing to do it yourself, but when people are coming up to you and saying, "Hey, you, what do you think? You know, what do yeah. you think?" Because it puts it in your head, right? Even more. Yeah. Like, oh man, am I gonna? Am I gonna? cracked a big league team like this is going to be sweet but i didn't hear anything i was in minor league camp you know what i mean and and it yeah i think that really rubbed me the wrong way a little bit as well you know have you I ever gone I, through have you, had you ever gone through anything like that when it came to i don't know th- there's different levels of your career but anything the uncertainty of it the anticipation of it um had you been through like anything like that before 
Uh, my first big league spring training and non-roster invite, uh, I was 26 years old with the Cardinals. I made it until the last day. Mm. It was between me and somebody else, I think. Um, it's just because I wasn't on the roster. I didn't I didn't make the make the club, but it was till the last day. But I wasn't cut for big league camp. I was there the whole time. Yeah. And that's I mean, again, I don't know what it's also like when when you have that conversation. <laughs> because it's the you're going through a month and a half of balls to the wall, let's go. I'm making the team, and then the sad trombone of all right, we, we might need you in a, you know in a month or a couple months or whatever. But in the meantime, you're going to be in the minor leagues, and that's that can't be easy, right? I mean, for me, I just have nothing to prove in AAA. Yeah, that's how I see it. Like, what what more else can I do in that league? You know, yeah. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. You well, know, I'm not talking about it, but it it's the facts. No, it's it, it. You get to a point, and and so when you're making the decision about the retirement, I I hear you. Like where you say, "Hey, you know, I I might be able to be. I just like you. You would mention some of the things: the travel, the lifestyle. Everyone thinks it's awesome, but the pain, the grind. It just to to I'll come back to it. To push the button, to push the button, it takes a lot to get there. You know, yes. I, I, guess, I would imagine. I mean, the older I get as well, it's not getting any easier sitting on a bus for six hours or waking up for a plane flight at 6 a.m. It's not getting easier the older I get, you know. Uh, I could do it all day when I was 24, 25, 26, 27, but I can do it at 33 going on 34. (laughs) Well, well, so then there's the decision, the the flip side of it, where you're working with the kids – and there's obviously a satisfaction of that. And I know that you're a will, really well-rounded guy and, and have a lot of interest. And But to help kids with baseball, being around baseball, then the flip side of it, it's like the the reverse of hitting this, the send button, which is, hey, Seth Blair says I'm going to. Yeah. He says, I got it. Wait a second. Because I honestly, Ryan, uh, I just get off the phone with uh, Daniel Bard, who's the ultimate mm-hmm. like seven years away from the major league, you know, his story. Yeah. And to get back when people are saying, Hey, you look pretty good. Well, it's one thing to do that. And it's another thing to actually say, you know what? I can do this. Maybe like you said, if I commit to it, tell me about that moment. If you, what you remember about making that decision. Yeah. So when I, when I got home, I didn't have the grind or the passion like these kids have the motivation. I it's just, I don't get nervous before I go out and pitch in triple a or, or anything like that anymore, you know, but there was just one moment where I just got found some motivation last week. And I was like, yo, I'm still hungry for this. Like I can actually do this and like have fun doing it. I just wasn't having fun. It wasn't fun for me anymore. You know, if you look at the business side of it, uh, let's say hypothetically, I make it to the big leagues again, I'm 34 years old with another option left get up and down and then I won't hit arbitration until I'm 36. Who's going to pay a 36 year old, you know, that much money. Mm. It's like, is that worth the grind? Mm. And you got to, you know, kind of put yourself in like, do I want to be able to, you know, create a different future or do I want to continue to do this? But, but then you decided why not? 
I decided let's have fun doing it and see what comes about it because I wasn't having fun these past couple of years. But if I can have fun doing this and something good comes about it, team wants to take a chance on me for depth. Cause let's not forget. I pitched in the big leagues last year. I, it's only been, it's only been a year like everybody else. And I did pretty well. I can go into spring training right now, probably pop a couple 90, 91 mile an hour fastballs with, you know, 18 inches of horizontal and some negative sink on it if I wanted to. Mm. But you know, I'm at the stage where, you know, get me a couple bullpens, post a video online, see what happens. Well, so when's the video online coming? Well, how how uh, What's up? No, no. How so? How long? How long? You like? I know that you said, "Let's go." You know, I'm having fun. I'm working out. I'm trending the right direction. If do you have a timetable? Do you have sort of a timeline, or is it just let's see how it goes? You know, kind of having fun right now. I could probably get strong within two, three weeks, get off the bump for the first time, throw another bullpen. Mm-hmm. I'm a type of pitcher I need competition for me to throw hard. So I, I usually can't throw hard in bullpens, but if I have a batter in there, like everything just ramps up a hundred a hundred more times for me. Uh, and that's where my velo really kicks in. Um I I can do it in about three weeks, three to four weeks. I that's- can give myself yeah, my goal go. is to hit 92 again. Yeah, I could hit 92 again. And that, that that's my goal. Sit 92, 93 again and just be the dominant sinker baller that I was. I mean, not that I wasn't at 88, but, you know, throwing harder is a lot more exciting. Yeah, everybody, everybody – I mean, let's go. I, that, that's, again, you're getting me fired up. I want to see – I want to see this video. I want to see – I want to see the results because I don't think there's any doubt. And you come back to have the, – the biggest thing is when you say it went from not having fun to now you're sort of having fun again, here's the cliche question. Being around kids, sometimes that does it, right? Being around yeah. uh, – it, 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 where you have – just be honest. I mean, I've been around a lot enough major league clubhouses to say – hey, you know, it's a lot of guys in their lockers looking at their phones and worrying about their jobs – the kids like kids want to. Oh my goodness! I hit seventy. Yeah, did, they're hungry. Did that have an effect? Like, yeah, they're hungry, and I'm just like they. I seeing them progress, and I seeing their vila go up. I'm like, man, I used to be that. Like, why can't I do that again? And so I just watch it, and then on top of that, I'm just starting to read a lot about the biomechanics and 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 knowing actually how to throw because it was hard for me to recover throughout the years. I also I pitched a lot, but um just learning all of this stuff is just going to make me feel even better. And, you know, maybe I'll get an opportunity somewhere. Can we geek it out and just say like, what did you learn about throwing? (laughs) It depends what you want to know. I mean, uh, if we can go from a, like, let's put it this way, no shade to the Red Sox, but doing the 300 yard shuttles aren't beneficial for us pitchers. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Well, I, this is, this is the point of contention I have with a lot of the workouts and I just, I was just talking to uh, – we just had an Andrew Bailey, the pitching coach now, and I said, Andrew, you strained your lat measuring your vertical jump. Why do you need your vertical jump for? This was in 2012. And he gave yeah. a lot of reasons, whatever. But I, I – you know, it's a bigger conversation. This spring training, there's a lot – you know this, right? There's a lot of eyewash in spring training. There just is. Uh, yeah, the eyes do get washed a lot in spring training. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, so you made mention of that you read a lot. You, you're. I love the fact that you're 
I'm going to say you're a voracious reader, correct? You like to read? Yeah. The last book I read was called Throw Fast by Bill Miller. Um, amazing book. Studying the mechanics and the numbers that you need to hit to be an elite thrower. That was a really, really good book for me. Uh, just understanding what muscles move and which parts. He has a CSCS. Uh, so started just reading stuff about that. And, and uh, yeah, that was the, book, the last book that I, I currently read. How about the last non-baseball book? Oh, man. What was the last non-baseball book I read? Hmm. I don't remember. No. No, there's... Mm-mm. What Are you a guy who... You, if you read, if you're looking at that stuff and you're reading that sort of stuff, your your mind is probably of the, of the um, of the ilk where you're looking for every, in everything in life. You're looking for motivation, for advice, anything mm-hmm. like that. What are yes. some of the things that you've drawn motivation or or education from outside of like the biomechanics of throwing a baseball? I just like to learn in general. Mm. Like if I can get something and to learn about that I'm very curious about. That's what sparks fulfillment for me. Um, I think knowledge is power 100%, you know, and we're changing every day and technology is changing every day. And so if I'm able just to learn something new every day, that's what I'm about. What have you learned outside baseball, let's say in the last couple of years, some of the things that have piqued your interest? That real estate is a hard game. (laughs) (laughs) Is, is, is what that, that was that was that was the path i mean that was this like that was the the alternative not the alternative but you were looking to the real estate and in investing in real estate and that was the other thing would that be fair? yeah i mean yeah 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 like I, I i invest in real estate pretty heavily um it's been a pretty bad month this month just you know with maintenance and stuff like that it's it's a long game for sure it makes you want to play baseball. It just, it makes you want to do other things. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. What what was the let me ask you this real quick. What was the highlight of, what was the best moment for you? Like what was the you know, um, 10 years, 10, 10, 20 years, you'll say, Man, this was this was awesome. This was the best. One hundred percent pitching in the World Series on stand up to cancer night. Hands down, the best moment of my my career for sure. Oh my goodness, that must have been great. Oh that yeah, was awesome. yeah. See, I'm trying to bring back all these good moments for you, yeah. so I'm motivating you to that video of the bullpen. Yeah, I uh, I hate the regular season, but I love playoff baseball. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it all it all starts. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think you're alone. I don't think you're yeah. alone. But hey, I I really appreciate the time. It's always great to talk to you, and uh, and I know a lot of people are pulling for you and going to be following you, and and so again, thanks so much, man. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me.